Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 290 of the AFTN podcast. I'm I'm just Joe DC. I'm joined by Target Man Nicholas Ruprecht. Mm-hmm. Hi Nick. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, we we've just watched the game together, the uh, Whitecaps Toronto game. Uh, mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. talk. We'll talk through it, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll try to get through this together. We literally just... Form of Daniel Henry's own goal was, what, two minutes ago? Yeah, something like that. So it's very raw right now. Um, but let's, you know, let's soldier on. Yeah. Um, part one of our show, complete mm-hmm. the sentences. Mm-hmm. We'll keep that the same. I think at a time like this, grievance, like, structure is yeah. good for our lives, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel blank after after that white caps came. I feel disappointed. Yeah. I feel let down. Let down is a good one. I yeah. feel like that's more severe than disappointed. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, it's just one of those white caps things that seems to happen. In, in a way, in it's the most white caps thing, thing that could yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Blank was the biggest factor. Will be the biggest factor in next week's game. Away goals. Away. Yeah. <laughs> true. Factually correct. Away um, goals will be huge. I yeah. mean that last. It own just goal changed everything. Basically yeah. changed everything, and um, now it's in. Confidence will be the biggest factor, mm. I think. Yeah. Um, I would give the Caps a blank out of 10 this transfer window. Uh, so just just for people listening, um, we are recording this before a transfer deadline. The Whitecaps did let go of Bernie Yabini, but we we if anyone has been signed just before the deadline, we are so far unaware. Yeah. Unless we see it in the show, which would be great. Yeah. Um, so, out of 10? 5 out of 10. Okay. So you're including the Davies transfer... In, um, yeah, I, I'm including the Davies transfer. I mean, the Davies transfer is a little bit of a wash because you're getting rid of your best player. Yes. And you're not getting any money. But you keep you keep him well, in a way. But you're not getting any money. Are you talking money. about our best player as a beanie? Or? Well, no. <laughs> I mean, you're not getting any money until yes, true. The, the next, next transfer yeah. window, right? Yep. So it's kind of... I don't really look at it so much as a, a, a transfer... Yeah. Per se during this window. No, that's fair. Because um, it doesn't really affect anything. I mean, he's he stays with the team. He'll play. Yeah. And yeah. he, he played tonight. I'll give him a six out of ten. And if they sign anyone like who isn't terrible and who's not on a bunch of money, 
Like, well, there's a rumor for a center back. The El Salvadorian guy? I think that's the rumor so far. And there's also... I mean, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. I yeah. mean, as we've just seen, CB sometimes can be a difficult position to play. Yeah. There's also Vasco Frey, which is um, mm. another guy. There's mm. there's two players, and I, I can't find their names right now on my, on my notes. But, uh, yeah, you know, if they sign one or two of them, yeah. I don't think they'll cha- impact the squad directly, but no, it'll be good. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we have to talk about the TFC game. That's yeah. part. That's part two of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go through it chronologically. Yeah, the start was quite balanced. Yeah, the start wasn't too bad. They had a number of. They attacked a number of times. By they, you mean the White Caps? The White Caps, yes. Yeah, they attacked a number of times. I mean, it. There was no. It was difficult. I think the crosses. Yeah. De Jong had one really good cross within the first five minutes. Yeah. And then, oh, that he split the line. He really split well. the line really well. Yeah. Um, and then and then Tachira hit the crossbar. crossbar. Yeah. It was one of those like vintage um, 2017 Whitecaps counterattacks, it mm-hmm. felt like. But Davies was at the heart of, of quite a bit. But to, almost like very soon after that, Altidore had that far post chance. Yeah. And that kind of, you know, showed that the vulnerabilities were still, still there. there. Yeah, for sure. And Altidore didn't seem like a didn't have a great game no he was kind of just walking around he didn't seem to be part he didn't drop deep to no. to get any touches he quite often just, the defender would just waltz around him yeah exactly um, yeah uh, and, then the penalty but, yeah the penalty i mean i think that was a a little bit of a poor play obviously by ricketts uh, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> it reminded me of samuel and titi at the world cup in the first game of uh of France's World Cup, they mm. he, that handball that he did, did it, yeah, it reminded me very much of that. Well, I mean, sometimes you got to be handballing, you know, but that was definitely <laughs> not a case. No, the um, the penalty, wow, yeah, that was a fantastic penalty by Kamara. I was uh, basically I was, not savable at all. No, yeah, I was telling the room, which was you and my wife, um, that and Declan and Declan, um, that uh, I had never seen a penalty that good before, and I really I can't recall one. You know, some people will say he was close to missing, but come on. <laughs> True, but it went in, so yeah. Yeah. give him credit for deciding to try to hit the top yeah. corner there. But almost immediately after. Yeah, then they, then they decided not to defend. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, that was really bad. No one picked Osorio up, and he just waltzed into the box and was totally free. Yeah. So I don't really know... Who was supposed to be picking him up? Maybe yeah. Lewinsky or... Do you think if Gazal was on the field, he would have been there? Yeah, Because in sure. the second half, he showed that he was for doing sure. that For sure. I think the Whitecaps actually played better in the second half mm-hmm. than in the first half. So, you know, we'll get to that. You know, early in the season, we had this week-by-week week, um, who is the best center-back pairing thing. Mm-hmm. Let's do a middle midfield analysis. Okay. Right now, who, is our two best, who are our two best midfielders? I think... If you had to pick two playing, to play together. But I think... It depends on the formation that we're playing as well. Four four two with Reyna dropping. Because in the yeah, because with that four four two, it just allows the wingers the freedom to go do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is amazing for Davies. Yeah, it gets the best out of him. You would mm-hmm. think. Yeah, and it gets the best out of you know whoever's yeah. playing on the wing. Yeah, because so they, Reyna as well, when he was playing on the wing, he was getting forward yes. a lot, and he was combining really well with Hurtado. You mean in the second half? In the second, but he wasn't getting back. Yeah, that was the issue. Um, I think it's Tybert and Gazelle right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I would agree um, with that. And Felipe can't play for a couple of games, but we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that very very soon. Yeah, uh, Davies was uh, 
going left and right a lot. Yeah, he was switching. Around. Yeah, I think yeah. That maybe at least twice he switched flanks. Yeah. Um, it seemed to have some joy against Morgan. Yeah. And a different kind of joy against Auro at right back. Yeah, but I think he had more of an impact um, playing against Morgan. Mm. I think Morgan maybe is a little bit more physical and less slower. Yeah. And... So, like... Davies would have more trouble getting his run started, but once his, against run, Morgan, once, once his started, run was on, it was he was already yeah. beat, he already had two or three steps on it. Yeah, right? whereas Aro could possibly recover. Yeah, there were a couple of times where Aro at least was, you know, matching him step for step. Yeah, yeah, which is and, a different thing. But Davies yeah. can is capable of beating either one because Davies, you know, balance and change of pace mm-hmm. like that. He, that still comes out even if he's playing against a fast defender, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Davies looked amazing. Like they were talking yeah. in the commentary about how his physicality and his um, like athletic performance has increased, increased from a sports science point of view. Yeah. Um, and I'm not surprised at all. Like he seems to have beefed up a little bit and has a bit more strength. Yeah, I mean there were a number of time. I mean there was that time in the second half where Zavaleta like pulled on him. Yeah, and, and he, he just kept. And going. he just kept going. Yeah. And it was just like okay, yeah. whatever. Um, the red card happened. So oh, yes. both of us seem to be okay with it. Like that was a legitimate. I feel like that was a legitimate and, red and card. I agree with you. But that was. I don't think I've seen a single person online agree with us. Um, mm. Just based on scanning Twitter, uh, like we seem to be alone with this, which is an interesting like uh, I don't point know. of view to be in. It seemed from the the replay that we saw his studs went into his leg like yeah, yeah. how is that that's a red card yeah like, it, it could have been pretty bad and i don't think could you have given it a yellow yes but i i can't fault but you red. could also give it a red like yeah. it felt like it was one of those things where it's like you you had the ball you lost the ball yeah. so what do you do you, you make a bad decision yeah you lunge in and, and then you lunge in and then oh yeah. well in this case your bad decision yeah. gets punished at least it was right before the half time break so that they could kind of reorganize because yeah. they did look organized when they came they looked out. like i thought they looked better in the second half yeah. when they were so playing down one one going into halftime mm-hmm. uh the caps definitely looked way more dangerous and the pattern of play and i wonder if you agree with this was that we, there would be a pack of three that would attack so it was first kamara and then uh, reina and davies and then afterwards hurtado who we'll get to later because we mm-hmm. both have very good things to say about him they would attack as a group and everyone else would just keep their structure in the back. And I think that was probably a smart decision to yeah. not let everybody run forward, right? Because yes, yeah. if you're already you're, playing you're down a man, down. like, yeah. you know, as long as you're keeping, you know, most of your players behind the ball, mm-hmm. you'll have a good opportunity of either A, winning it back, yeah. or B, and slowing down their attack or, or stopping it completely. TFC. T- TFC were pushing, so there was that ball over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, Reyna had a couple of chances. Davies mm-hmm. basically made his own chances. There was that yeah. one where he, if he just finished a bit better, it would have been Well, that was the one, goal. are you talking about the one where the goalkeeper kind of was coming out and there yeah. wasn't really an angle there for him to shoot? Yeah, I, I think he was on his left foot. He... If 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 you know you want if to give on, him a ten out of ten, he would have picked out the top left or yeah. or bottom left, like later on Hurtado would do, right? Mm-hmm. I, I agree that the angle wasn't great, but you know you're still disappointed that there wasn't a goal there. He did. Yeah. The problem is he did so well up to that point. Yeah, he I think smoked the, like three players or four I, players. I, at th- speed. I do think though there was a little bit of like there was that one break where De Jong was wide open, um, 
and he probably should have passed to De Jong yeah. on the overlap there. There was a couple of should have. There passed. were a couple. Probably he should have passed it and not held on to it yeah. for so long. But he was definitely the main force going. But forward. there was also the problem of like people couldn't keep up with him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, legitimately, yeah. they they were not able yeah. to like keep up with his speed, and which that is a funny problem the, to have the Whitecaps as well. Yeah. And, well, and which is why I think it was also a good thing to bring on and Hurtado. Da- and Davies made so much of those chances out of thin air. Like, yeah, um, and, I mean he started a lot of those runs in his own half. Yeah, and, like a couple of them in his own half. Right? And Hurtado came on. And mm-hmm. We like when he came on first, we both kind of because we watched the game together, we we both agreed he's earned a chance. And yeah. after his performance, I think he's earned and a he's bunch also, more chances. And it's also a good decision because. The ball is going. If TFC is pushing higher up, there's going to be more space. Hurtado is definitely faster than Kamara. Yes, and Kamara looked leggy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Hurtado held up the ball really well. First yeah, of all, fantastic. He did like, a really good job. Almost better than Kamara yeah. would have done, and he's yeah. not the same kind of physicality, um, a different mm-hmm. type of physicality, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, build up play, fantastic. Released yeah. um, released Young a couple of times. Sorry. Released Davies a few times. Nerwinski's overlapping was really yeah. good again. Um, a quick word on the centre back pairing, just as an overview. Apart from that last little blip, if it wasn't okay. for that last play, I thought they played extremely well. Yeah, but that last play did happen. But that last play did happen. So unfortunately, but and, that was basically an individual and, error. And it came from the Whitecaps' right side, which we yeah. were co- talked about. Perhaps there wasn't the coverage needed um, for the cross, right? Yeah, uh, and what I mean by that is the winger may- maybe should have helped. Needs to press a little bit yeah. more, make it more, yeah. make the ru- make them rush the cross. Yeah, don't give them time to set up. And but to be fair, the cross wasn't. We'll get to the goal. We'll get yeah. to the goal later. Um, we're still discussing how Hurtado had a great impact. Yeah. his he, goal he, was amazing. Russell he, Tybert's ball. Yeah, like, perfect. Like picking out that run and then Hurtado's. Fantastic little touch, little touch which we've seen behind. him get wrong before. We've seen yeah. him get it wrong many, many times before. But he's like, think about the NYCFC game. Yeah, first touch, boom, in, no problem. Mm-hmm. And then this game, nice ball over the top, one little touch, second touch, he just slots it perfectly in. Yeah, down, down low into. You, th- the, you think we are in the era of a different Eric Hurtado? I hope so. It would be fantastic if it was because he's been so great for the, you know, for the club for a long period of time. Mm. You know, very loyal. He's does his job. Yeah. And if he's been able to improve his first touch to match the strength that he has and yeah. the speed that he has, well, what more could you want in a in a striker, is it, is especially that, on a counter-attacking team? Is that the main criticism you would have of the Eric Hurtado, the player before this? Kind of I would say like a little bit as well. Like his decision making was probably yes, bad. Absolutely, and today he displayed fantastic decision yeah. making, and and on uh, on Saturday as well. Yeah, I think. Um, I I th- but it's a small sample size. We have to yeah. bear that in mind. Maybe this is his role, like the guy who comes off the bench and you know gives you a great half hour or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's we're still kind of learning a little bit, but I think he's earned a, at least to come off the bench against Portland on the weekend, which we'll get to yeah. that game as well. Maybe even to start if you want yeah. to fully rotate for the for the away leg of the Canadian Championship. Yeah. Um, sure. Everything seemed good at that point, Nick. Uh, mm-hmm. The board went up. Five minutes uh, of added time. Stoppage time. Yeah. yeah. They were managing the game really well. They were yeah. trying. 
Robbo was uh, having a joke and a laugh with the fourth official. Yeah. Exactly. And then Daniel Henry scored an own goal. Yeah. That was... Uh, a very ugly own goal, too. That was unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a, bo- a ball to the... I'm not even going to say far post. It was a ball to the edge of the box. It was a ball to Altidore. Altidore. Yeah. And, and Altidore got the header. And to be fair, he, he knocked it down into a tricky treats. position. Yeah. 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 He but, put it in front of the goal and acro- trying to put it yeah. across the goal. But as a defender, when you... Which we both have played as defenders before. When you evaluate the situation, unless the ball is already going in, you shouldn't be making a decision that you could risk like that. Like, I can understand what he was thinking. He said, I'll knock it to Marinovic or I'll knock it to, to a corner. Yeah. yeah. But you have to do one or the other, right? And it's, it's not, it's it not was, just poor decision making. It's, it's poor technique and carrying out of that decision. Yeah. You know? It's also increased. The, in, the difficulty is also increased because it's a very low header. Yes. But do you think? But at that point, why do you go with your head? Yeah, why, why I would you say slide like, in yeah, and slide in and clear away? it away. So it's disappointing on an individual level, and that individual mistake cost the game. And could cost them this. It could. It could well. because so, they, the yeah. away because now because when it was now two one, <laughs> Vancouver is in control of the situation. Yeah, TFC has to come out. They have to attack. That plays into our. Vancouver's strengths. Our defending philosophy away from home. Um, yeah, exactly. And also our attackers yeah. who want to get out on the break. And how many times do they do it this, this game, game? Yeah, right? Yeah, but I the one caveat I would add to that is that TFC have a style and that style is based on possession. Mm-hmm. I don't think they can flip a switch and play on the counter or play with a, with a very low block, you know? No, I, I, I would agree. But I think there's... An urgency there becomes an urgency yes, in your absolutely. possession, and if TFC are so score. comfortable in possession, why they could just pass circles around the Whitecaps? I think on the Sunday show they'll talk more about the mm. implications of that game as a preview. We're it's still very raw for us, but um, we did send out uh, a request for questions for the show as we usually do, and just because of the interesting timing, um, there's some game, there's some about this TFC yes. game. <laughs> um, some of them are quite. Uh, I don't know. They're going to be harsh. Yeah. Uh, for example, Greg Petrie said, "Is there any proof that Whitecaps goalies and defense actually talk to one another?" Uh, good question. Yeah. I mean, do you think Marinovic should have come out for that ball? Ooh. No, too far. Mm-hmm. It's too far. Yeah, I would agree with that. But there should have been a level of communication. Like Marinovic could have maybe he did yell out or clear or something like yeah. that, right? But uh, yeah, uh, Ken Funk did hashtag Robo out, but I think he does that a lot. Um, uh, Lorenzo Bonetti was that the cappiest performance ever Uh, play out of their play play out of their minds down a man and score an own goal in the last kick of the game against Toronto in the Canadian Championship Final I would agree with 100% I think it's a perfect it's almost a perfect um, compliment to the the way that Toronto won the Canadian Championship before yeah exactly Usted and Waston that was exactly what I remember was that Usted and Waston, miscommunication. Yeah. But then there was also the other Canadian Championship game where Will Johnson scored in like the last... I think that was the same. That was the yeah, same yeah, that yeah. Because Usted punched it down. Yeah, and, and then Will yeah. Johnson like... Yeah. We're a very good team for a Canadian Championship heartache at home, aren't we? Yeah, We're, I think so. It seems to be a strength. It seems to be... if, But it seems to be... Yeah, it's, it's just... Yeah. Johnny Monster said, Would a team of 11 Irish streakers fare better in the Voyagers Cup than the Whitecaps? No. <laughs> no, probably not. As you an know. Irishman and a streaker. No, <laughs> <Just joking>. uh, <laughs> no I think 
no no Irishman can defend as well as Waston. That's no John O'Shea. Is yeah, Waston was oh, massive Nick, in that Nick, game. John O'Shea in his prime or Kendall Waston right now. Mm. To, and bear in mind that John O'Shea once chipped uh, the invincible Arsenal team and scored a goal for. <laughs> <laughs> Would that have helped us here if you could have chipped in the last couple? There of was that funny moment when Waston got forward and. To Tried say, to just take a yeah. shot, yeah, and it went out for a throw. Half. Like yeah. it, it got blocked, but yeah, you could see that. You yeah. could see his thought process. Um, some more questions: What do we have to do next week to win? Like uh, someone, uh, Arn, or this that was from the One Wolf, and uh, mm-hmm. Arnie Slavinson said, uh, "Score, go- score more goals than TFC, duh," which is the easy you answer. Should, yeah, but in a more general game plan I mean, sense, in a game kind of sense, play I smart, like attack. We have to intensity. Sorry, that's the word I want. Yeah, like. That would be a, a good option. I mean, maybe go down a man. Um. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had this discussion, actually, that is it possible? Because the Whitecaps played so much better when they were down a man, is that, you know, and there's so many red cards, is that part of the game plan? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we said it tongue-in-cheek. Um, yeah. This doesn't shine well on Robbo, either, like this result. Well, and another red card. Yeah, it just seems he has no control over... Over the outcome, really. I mean, like that's the that's that's the problem, I guess. With are you talking about the red card problem? No, the... Uh, even the just I, I'm I'm looking at the game as you know someone who has watched a lot of football and plans to watch a lot more football, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like the Whitecaps just don't look like a team who um, are able to carry out whatever plan is there. Right? They have no chemistry. Is what you're saying? Ke- chemistry is a part of it, but I think. Maybe uh, this is are they not tactically intelligent enough to carry out the plan? I, I, I think I think we do not have enough tactically intelligent players. That's a separate issue. But it's a part of it. Me thinks, and this is all hypothetical. Is it more that the plan that Robo gives them, they are unable to carry out, and therefore not a good plan, kind of a thing? Like, mm-hmm. or I don't know. At this level, or is it that he's asking too much of them? It could be. Like, we we both play football manager a lot, and MLS is a three star league in football manager. Compared mm-hmm. to the Champions League, which is a five-star league, just for reference. And, like, in a three-star league, what is the complexity of your game plan? Like, are you able to tell your team to do very sophisticated, you know, little, you know, interchanges and, you know, mm-hmm. look for patterns of play and, you know, trigger on certain kind of events that happen? Like, the thing I always bring up is, you know, the trap, right? Yeah. You, you let one of your... You let someone get the ball and then you have so allowed them, them... Yeah, you have allowed them to get the ball so that they turn it over. Um... I don't think there. I don't think that exists in this team. Um, well, I definitely don't think it exists in this team. But I think if you look at the wider scope of the MLS, teams that have an identity, yeah, do better. But it doesn't matter what that identity is. Yeah, but I don't. As think, long as yeah. they have like an identity that is also well drilled, yeah, they can usually do it week in and week out. And I think. One team that pops into my mind is New York Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. You know, they not were, necessarily swashbuckling, but they. But have an identity. they also they yeah. have an identity. They like to press high. They like to win the ball back. Yeah. You know, and then you think about, you know, um, Atlanta. Yeah. Again, but that that's a complex identity, though. That's that's the one team like them, and I could think of maybe one or two other teams that actually have a level of sophistication to their tactics, right? Like, you know, they basically took a, a bastardized Barcelona way of playing and no. use it. Yeah. 
because the coach is a former Barcelona coach. Like mm-hmm. that's the that's what the fans were sold, and that's what seems to be happening, right? Yeah. Um. I like the Whitecaps. Like, I don't know. They 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 remind me more of a team that's just above the relegation zone in the Premier League than they do of a team that's actually trying to do something, right? Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, the Canadian Championship isn't a hard championship to win. You know, you you play against yeah. two you play against two other MLS teams. But again, I would say. Play the same number of games, yeah, as MLS yeah. Open, US Open Cup games. Yeah, so it's the same number of games. Is it a different format? Yes, I think it's a more strategic format because you have to think about what you're going to do over yeah. two legs, not mm-hmm. just one game. No, I agree. Um, and I would argue maybe it's actually a little bit more difficult because you have to consider the fact yeah. that you're going to play two games no and, matter what. Well, it becomes about how you approach that first game you mm-hmm. know, of the two-legged system but like today was a good example of kind of a weird two-legged thing because tfc if you could offer we there was, this was discussed on on sunday's show uh i was on sunday's show and we were, we we're talking with uh steven michael about this like if you offered a tfc fan to make the playoffs and lose the canadian championship you know, you, you're, I wouldn't, I'm not sure what a TFC fan would say. Mm-hmm. If you offered me to win the Canadian Championship and miss the playoffs, I would probably take it. Like, you know, with all all the cards on the table. Like, yeah. So, like, it's kind of an interesting thing. Like, TFC might not be too bothered if it means they win their, all their games around this, you know, but then this competition. I would argue TFC is probably also highly motivated to win this competition because they've had a terrible year as well. Yeah. But they're, they're, they're trending up and the Whitecaps have been middling. That's you know? true. They like TFC had a good a uh, good draw against Atlanta at the weekend. Yeah, and you know, like, to be fair, the Whitecaps had a good result too. But anyway, um, uh, there's all these kind of emotions and the fallout from this game and all the coaches' comments and things like that. They're gonna kind of change how we look at this game. Mm-hmm. But it's good we have this little time capsule. Yeah. Um, to review on it. So let's go. Let's jump forward. Let's go yeah. to the weekend. Not not an easy game at the weekend, Nick. No, against Portland. Yeah. Cascadia Cup standings online. Yeah, like if we can win the Cascadia Cup, I'd we be still surprised. can. With could, in theory, we could win the Cascadia Cup. I'm not sure what the standings are. Are you? Um, the Timbers and Sounders each have three points. Okay, like but the Sounders know. have played two games. Portland are doing very very well. They started kind of iffy. Right now, they're seven points ahead of the Whitecaps, uh, with three games in hand, and they're second in the West. That's yeah, they're they're doing quite well. I don't. I don't think I expected them to do that well. Well, especially the way they started, I was surprised that they kind of... I think that what's their their winning... Their unbeaten streak now is... Uh, what's the number? It's a very big number now. Four, 14. 14. Or no, wait. Uh, 15. 15. They are unbeaten in 15. And I think the MLS record is like... What is it? The MLS record is... Set by Columbus, apparently? Oh. <laughs> In two thousand four, nice. They, I think, I heard someone say that this was if they avoid defeat here, it will be their longest unbeaten streak, mm. like uh, yeah. Portland's longest beaten streak. Um, yeah, they they haven't lost a game since early April mm-hmm. in in MLS. They lost an Open Cup game a few, uh, last month or some time ago. Yeah. Um, and last week they comprehens- comprehensively beat Philadelphia. Yeah, three zero. Three nil. Just you know, as easy as you like. Multiple threats. That seems to be. How well, they're getting here? It, it is multiple threats, but I think their 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 identity, or for lack of like in this version mm-hmm. of the Timbers, is very fantastic counterattack. Like 
because Diego Valeri is not playing very deep. He's playing very forward, yeah. which is allowing him to get a lot of opportunities. Yeah. He, obviously, the, he used to work with Addy, but uh, not anymore. But the the new Armient, or what is it? Armientos. Yeah. And also the wingers, um, Blanco and um, their wide player. Who's there? Well, Powell plays. So it's Powell a, is kind of like a. But yeah, actor. it's a three-five-two, and Powell is on one side. Yeah, and uh, on the other side is it was Vitas, yes. but he's he just got traded. Oh, Valentin, yeah, mm-hmm. who you, is more of a defender, but he can play in that mm-hmm. like uh, further up position. Yeah. Um, yeah, Armientos and Blanco are and Valeri are the three people like that, that stand out to me. Blanco, like he's bedded in really well on that, that team. Dynamic. Well, I think it's that dynamic counterattack. Yeah, really, and that they have. Armientos seemed a little bit like a. He seemed kind of haphazard when he started a little bit, but he's really settled in, and he's come back from a like a small injury, and he's been mm-hmm. been doing like like uh, such a dangerous player in the box. He's mm-hmm. seven goals already. Blanco has six, and Valeri has eight. Like between yeah. them, they have uh, like most of the goals that that Portland have scored this season. Yeah, and I think. But I think, it, again, it goes back to that being those, that interchange on the counterattack. Mm-hmm. It's kind of very white caps-ish. Yeah. In a sense. But a bit more but quality. <laughs> better better executed right yeah. now. But the white caps rely on one guy to make yes, most Yes, exactly. But I don't think, like, you could take Valeri out of that team. Um, like, Valeri playing, plays as one of the, essentially one of the strikers. The Reina role, I guess, yeah. in the... Well, for, he plays more caps. like in a free roaming playmaker playmaker yeah. he can do what he wants basically yeah yeah but it's that midfield core behind him that mm-hmm. make that possible yeah much like what the caps are trying that, to replicate there's lots of similarities here actually, yeah only just point realizing it now um it's chara guzman and then yeah. blanco is the more creative person in the, in the central midfield three yeah um just a caveat for that though they've they've played 3-5-2 last week and it worked really well mm-hmm. that's why we think they're going to play it this week as well but they've played that 4-3-2-1 yeah they've they've 4 2 3 one uh in different kind of versions of 4 3 one the 3-5-1-1 4 4 and a 3 just a bunch of numbers yeah just a bunch of numbers yeah. it's, who's that, who's but that, i think that's who's the, that german coach that says formations actually don't mean anything well i i think that's the point with this timbers team yeah. is the formation doesn't really matter it's what they're trying to do. Does the formation matter a little bit? Yes. But ideally what they're going to defend very compactly and release those three players. Which How they release yeah. those three players against you is more related to the, the setup of the team. Yeah. So it's more not tactics but dynamics then. Yeah. So like the chemistry between those three players. Mm-hmm. Um, Armientos, by the way, was hanging out with Romelu Lukaku a few weeks ago. I saw it on uh, Lukaku's... Uh, it's Instagram story, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, the three five two isn't a very popular formation. It seems some teams that do it do it very well, and well, Colorado tried to do it. They didn't do it very well. Yeah, <laughs> by Colorado standards, they did it very well, which the standards are quite low. Actually, they're well. Maybe anyway. Yeah. So yeah, the it's a lot of emphasis goes on those two wide players, and mm-hmm. essentially it's. Like there's some fluidity up front, but those two white players have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, last game it was Valentin and and Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, is there some potential there to like? It's obviously scaring going forward because yeah. kind of like the TFC game today, 
Those, they played a a version. Yeah, of the the wing backs get a lot of two. get a lot of uh, space and things like that. But is that also a potential weakness, Nick? Well, I think you kind of saw that in this game a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Especially with the when Davies got on the ball in those wide spaces, he was able to create a lot of havoc. Yeah, I think he probably in this game he could have driven wider than more going towards the middle because there's three central defenders. Yeah. But yeah, I think if it's going to come down to, you know, I hope, hopefully Davies plays a little bit, but maybe Breck Shea plays or... God. Well, if Ibini won't play. Yeah, Ibini's gone. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Um, Great news for the Whitecaps. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But um, yeah, I I, I agree with what what you're saying there. Uh, The emphasis will be about how the Caps set up against that fluidity up front mm-hmm. um and with the 4-4-2 you can kind of bank on that there'll be enough numbers especially with the deeper midfield that the white caps well like hopefully play. they play yeah, yeah we'll get to that as well we had a very interesting discussion during the game just a quick word word on their goalkeeper it's mm-hmm. uh, antonella who's having a really really good season um i don't know if you've seen him much no i haven't yeah well, i've been really really impressed with him he just one of those you know mls guys that's mm-hmm. been hanging around for a bit thinking about their um Kind of going back to their core, mm-hmm. I think. I think Guzman has been fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I was looking up some of the the stuff that he's been doing in some of the games and looking at some of his stats. I mean, like the last game, he had seven percent of all their possession by himself. By himself. Wow. And Char is beside him. So yeah, like, and those Char- two, those two are very like Char can sniff fair. out and position himself against any danger and then also if he isn't able to do that he could physically outmuscle you yeah is he like the angolo kente of the mls um i think that's maybe a stretch <laughs> i think that's a bit of a stretch because he doesn't cover an, he don't, i don't think he can cover as enough ground as yeah. kante does will trap i'm trying to think of who's will trap is not a defensive a good like yeah, yeah running no, defensive right. midfielder he's Bradley? I don't, I don't know. know. But I think, like, Guzman is... Like, Chara is basically, I'm going to set up a position, yeah. I'm going to win the ball back, and Guzman is that connection between yeah. the back line and those forward three. Yeah. And then Blanco... I think maybe that might be a way to target if you can somehow make sure that he doesn't get as many touches as he can yeah. on the ball. I, that I feel might like, help. I feel like the Whitecaps have tried... Um, you know, allowing a player to have a ball in a certain position before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, in my mind, it's the Kansas game where uh, Johnny Russell ran ran rings around the Whitecaps defense, and it didn't work because the player just hurt them from that position. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget the specific player uh, that was doing that, but it uh, you know, in my mind, it, it reminded me of that. I think Guzman and Blanco are too dangerous to let let loose. I think you almost have to man mark them. There'll mm-hmm. be three players in the Whitecaps midfield, hopefully. Um, if Reina can get back into that attacking mm-hmm. midfield spot, um, and there's you know there's two defensive midfielders, like that's a more of a matchup I would like to see rather than mm. you know damage control, especially with players that they can release the ball to as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we've compacted this section a little bit, but we do have a little game to get us mm-hmm. um, raise the spirits a little bit before we have to talk about the Whitecaps again, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds great, terrible. Um, <laughs> Nick, the World Cup was not long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this interesting thing. It was actually from FIFA's official Twitter account. Mm-hmm. They said, "Pick a player from pick a make a team, but you can only use one player from each country." Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
what we're going to do is, well, there's two different parts. You're going to guess five players that I have in my team. Okay. I'm going to guess five players that you have in your team. Okay. And then um, the third thing you get, the, the next thing you guess is how many players overlap for the two of us. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, what are your five guesses for who I have in my team? So, my five guesses for who you have in your team. I think you definitely have one Manchester United player in there. I know that's not, but I'm going to yeah. think it's Paul Pogba. Uh, I no, I actually didn't put, I should have put him, but I okay. didn't. Harry Kane? No. Modric? No. I knew that, see, that's, you see, this is the mind game. So okay. Yeah. Um, Hugo Lloris? No. Um, and then this one, I, I'm not basing this purely on his World Cup performance, but James Rodriguez? No, I didn't. Uh, Courtois for you? No? No. Uh, Pavard, the French guy? No, but uh, I was thinking about it. Oh, man. Cruz. No. Oh, Mandzukic. No. Isco. No. <laughs> we just completely missed. Okay, how many, how many people do you think we overlap? With? How many people overlap? Yeah. I think zero overlap. I think one. I'm going to overlap one. one? Okay, okay, go ahead with your team. Okay, so um, I have Romelu Lukaku. Okay, up front. Up front. I also have um, up front with him, well, I guess... Kind of floating role in my team, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would like to think this is a more fluid team. Uh, Neymar. Okay. Um, and then below those two, I actually have Xhaka. What? Oh, you, you <laughs> Albanian sympathist. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. You people can't see it, but I'm making the double <laughs> ego right now. <laughs> uh, yeah? Keep going. Um, Iniesta. He had a terrible tournament. I didn't think he was that bad. Okay. I didn't think he was that. They lost to Russia. But anyway. I mean, yeah. like, as a team, I think they played yeah, yeah. He was badly. He, but he played quite well. I yeah, think. okay. Then I have Conte. Oh, of course. I should have... Yeah, you yeah. should Why would you Yeah, not? anyway. And then Modric. Okay. That's your midfield. That's my midfield. Backline? My backline is a bit rickety, because <laughs> I was just trying to, like, think of uh, people to... So, CB, Godin. Okay. And then Koulibaly. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah he's fantastic. I, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. I thought. And then Sores from okay. Portugal. Yeah. And then Nagatomo from oh, Japan. Oh, did he play? He, I I think he played like a little bit, okay. but I'm basing this more okay. off of like who, you their, like. who this, I like and probably... their whole like yeah. season. Um, and goalie? I actually went with Pickford. I thought he played quite well. He did. Okay, my team, Kasper Schmeichel in goal. Godin, we both had Godin. I had Granquist from Sweden okay. and Mina from Colombia. Okay. Trippier from England playing as a right winger for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Casemiro, Cheryshev, Ndidi, and Perisic. I fell in love with Perisic over the World Cup. Uh, Mbappe up front mm-hmm. and Lukaku. So we had two players on the same. Okay. So none of us got anything right. right. Excellent. Yeah. That but sounds about right for me. I do think the people who listen to this podcast need to go back to that happy place of the World Cup, though. So that was the purpose of that. Uh, that was exercise. a fun World Cup. It was. It was really good. We should have a World Cup special sometime. I, there was plenty of World Cup chat. Actually. World Cup. Yeah, World Cup is talked about. <laughs> Four more years. Um, Whitecaps are playing Portland. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. It just seems relentless. And I know it's only the start of this, this yeah. really tough, tough run. Rest players or go for it. On, su- uh, on the Sunday show, they had the, they were of the opinion that you, we have to go for all these three games. You think I I would say I think they're going to rest players. I mean, they rested players for NYCFC, but Portland they is kind different. of dug themselves into a hole. Yeah, we knew this that game. already. 
I mean, you go for it. I mean, sure, go for it. Like, I, I, I mean, like, I don't have any problem with that. But then how thin are you going to stretch yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? Are we going to have Gazal playing at center back again? or Against know? this... Against Portland's attack, I would strongly advise against that. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah, like there, there are many issues with this team that it's so it's kind of hard to address, like as well, a whole. Structural, yeah, I think or okay, maybe strategic decisions that were. Yeah, but like, how much control does Robbo have over his strategy? Right, like. Yeah, I know that 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 would be decided at the beginning of the year, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and you're kind of too far in it now to like. Unless you pull out, unless you sack the coach, yeah. Like, are we getting to that point? Do you think? Like, if if the I cap, think if the people, Whitecaps lose, I feel on like next a week. couple of weeks ago, people were way more pissed off. Yeah, and there was a lot more outrage. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that outrage has subsided because people are. Oh, there were some good results. Yeah, or, well, the Minnesota game came at just the right time for the Whitecaps. Yeah, or was it because, or is it because people are? Being like, oh, this team is very limited in a certain sense. Yeah, but I think there's still an expectation to put an effort in to win, right? Like, yeah, that, that's that's what this comes back to. Like, it's an away game. It's at Portland. This these games mean a lot to the fans, right? Yeah, I mean, I would love to see them. Based on the way this year is going, you would think that the thing is usually the team that does terrible in the MLS. Seems to win the Cascadia Cup. Like, that's like I agree with that sentiment a little bit actually. Um, the one concern that like I didn't have before the game that I the the TFC game that I do have now is that Kamara had to come off tired. Mm-hmm. Davies had cramp at the end of, end of the game. Mm-hmm. Another couple of those players in the midfield ran their ran their hearts. On out. the plus side, Felipe is well rested. It's true, Felipe. <laughs> but I, th- I think suspensions carry over because. Uh, Juarez was suspended for this game because he got a red card in MLS, mm. and so if therefore by that logic, Felipe is also suspended as well, and that's not his first red card, is it? Uh, it might be actually. I think it's his first red card. There's so many now. There's so many. That, I think it's eight red cards. That must be. Yeah, that's eight now, which is ridiculous. Which is yeah. This is like if if red cards were goals, red cards would be our top goal scorer. Like <laughs> it's it's at that point. Um, Let's let's discuss some structure then for mm-hmm. the Whitecaps. Like Portland, we've just talked about are frightening in attack. Is there? Can you see any other way that Robo was set up other than this very four, low, four, two, very four, four, one, very one. low block four four two? This team does the the Portland team does like to get out on the counter attack. So maybe being in a low block will actually force them to try to break you down. Yeah. But then I would think when I look at Diego Valeri, he's Creative enough to break down. Oh, absolutely. So, and not to mention that this Whitecaps team, their confidence is going to be shot. shot. Yeah, yeah. Um, like especially the back line, because mm-hmm. you know it's fundamentally it's that they're not. I don't like this is a harsh thing to say, but it's their fault about that goal. Like, um, yeah, it, like, uh, yeah. We're, it's so hard to like look for even a plan. Like what's the what's the plan going to be? Remember, I'm, remember when we used to have Cascadia games and we would focus on set pieces, right? Yeah, that would be a legitimate plan. Palmuduka got two goals against Seattle one time, but and one of them was a nice like back heel little. Yeah, like why why can't we seem to formulate something like that now? I think it has to go back to the beginning of the the year with the transfers, especially like if if I look at the Tim Parker situation. Yeah, 
where it was, I guess maybe it was assumed and maybe it was assumed wrongly that, you know, they would be able to work it out and Mm -hmm. he could get like a reasonable contract. But that didn't happen. And so what ended up happening is we traded him away for some assets, which is like the best thing, I guess, you know, you can do in that situation. Making the best of a bad situation. Making the best of a bad situation. But then we we get him an extra midfielder, which maybe... We didn't need, I don't think. We didn't need. But we got AHA separate transfer. And we got AHA, you know, separately. And then we got Henry as well. Yeah. Um, so well, he was injured in preseason, but yeah, essentially but, he was new, but he was new. And so was there a lack of ability to gel because a lot of these transfers it that's, I guess the yeah. thing is it feels like these transfers are a bit haphazard and maybe that's a little bit, you know, disingenuous. I would hope, I mean, I assume there are, it's a professional organization. They got to do their homework on stuff. <laughs> You'd be surprised. But you know. I'm reading that book, uh, Soccernomics, yeah. and they're not afraid to point out teams that, like big teams, like you know, yeah. big European teams that... Just buy. Yeah, like a, a big example they had was you sign a player for like 60 million, mm-hmm. and then you don't help them settle down. Mm-hmm. Like you don't give them a translator or... Or whatever. Or yeah. tell them where the library is or get set their kids up in a school. Like I think a lot of things we take for granted that would happen, yeah. and we would be surprised that actually don't happen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. Let's let's zoom in on the game a little bit yeah. more, though. Um, we four four two, right? Probably most probably slightly rotated team. Well, that seems to be what we're yeah. doing. And so. like we've discussed this at length already, but it's seem it feels like I, I don't know what it's actually going to be like, but it's like hope for the best kind of a thing. Let's put these players out there with a slight game plan. Give the mm-hmm. ball to Davies. Take yeah. advantage of of uh, counter attacks so and set pieces. Yeah. So. Based on that, but if what if he's too tired, like after this game, then Brechet, I guess, starts. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, to be um, fair, he got that assist for Hurtado yeah, at NYCFC, that's true. That's and true. he was not at fault defensively for the goal yes. of this game, <laughs> which is a positive in his book. Do you see Hurtado starting? I would love to see Hurtado start because he is like he played fantastically during that 30 minutes, yeah. he closed but, down well. But is his role run. more as a sub is the thing? Maybe his role is as, as a sub, but as a sub, sometimes you got to start games too. Yeah. Right? Especially if you're going to be that depth player yeah. guy. The super sub tag is a terrible tag because it yeah. means you're on the bench all the time. Fine. Yeah, I mean, I see him more as like a depth player now. I wish his performances were, you know, more consistent. If you can get the consistency of the... Not even to the level that he's been performing these last two games, but you know. I mean, if he could do that consistency of him performing the last, he'll two be games, starting for. This he team. would be starting for this team, yeah. right? And he would get a nice big contract, yeah. Um, and then we wouldn't really have to worry too much about our striker. Yeah, but I don't think it's realistic to expect a goal a game, or if he played then, the full ninety minutes, it's a hat trick a game yeah. because he had one yeah. goal in thirty minutes. It's, it's, today. Yeah. So by but my like, math, but like I was saying, maybe he's one of these players that's going to be a late blooming. Kind of character. Maybe. Plenty of them in MLS. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, uh, Reyna looked really good. I like if if I was picking the squad, I'd have him in behind. Reyna was yeah. I would definitely have him in behind, not on the right wing. And we both agreed on off mic in a separate conversation that Gazal and Tybert, or that was on mic. Sorry, that Gazal and Tybert are our best uh, midfield com- combination I, right now. I think so because we have so much creativity on the wings. Yeah, you don't necessarily need. Felipe mm. to be creativity in the middle. 
It seems well. like when we get this these midfield red cards, it actually solves more problems than they create. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the the strategy is go into Portland and get a just red card. Wreck one guy. <laughs> just like destroy his legs. <laughs> take out take out Valeri. <laughs> nullifies their threat and creates opportunities. Just like totally destroy a man. Maybe, and maybe it's like maybe it's like the caps are too jammed, right? And they need to open up some space by getting rid of one of their players. Well, yeah, I mean like that's a little bit kind of what it feels like in some some cases. Yeah. It's like there's so many options. Yeah, and they're, fr- but there's they're no... freed up more to play the long ball that they actually want to play. play. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think, like, Tybert's uh, ball over the top for Hurtado's goal. fantastic. Yeah, but he won't get that kind of time against Portland or that kind of a high line to play up against. So, yeah, like, it's going to be a different game. Like, yeah. Tactically. I think, ideally, you would have your super, your pretty creative players in there yeah trying to do something like maybe to chera but reina reina's role in the team would be to, to yeah do. to be creative yeah. but i mean the more creative threats that you have yeah the better chance you have yeah. of breaking down their their kind of compactness and getting through their yeah. midfield if i was picking the team i would play i would rest uh, to chera this game mm. and play mosquito on the right wing instead mm. or yeah, have mosquito as the second striker and have reina on the right wing yeah, he didn't like do too bad offensively on the right wing, mm. but he was pretty bad defensively, and maybe that was yeah. because of his, his tiredness. And or alternatively, how's this? You put Shea on the left wing and Davies on the right wing, and they can ch- switch around and see what happens. Yeah, I mean... That's... I think Tatera just needs a break, because he, he's known to get tired, and when he gets tired, he doesn't defend, and that's mm-hmm. a problem. He actually was defending quite well at the beginning of the... Yeah, yeah. No, his side was not the issue. <laughs> he was not doing much offensively, that's for sure. Like, I think he's the kind of player that you ask one or the other basic, not not like entirely, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, Christian, fo- focus on your defense today, right? And then yeah. he'll, he'll go and do it, maybe. Um, okay, let's talk about the back line. Norwinsky mm-hmm. seems to be going strong. Norwinsky um, is good, but do you want to rotate for Franklin? I think this would be a good game for Franklin. Okay. No, like, if it's a Yeah, more, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And left back, Levi's or, or uh, De Jong? De Jong wasn't amazing one or two good moments and some good tackles moments and some good tackles but yeah i I could see either or i mean i don't think it really matters i think it's a good opportunity maybe yeah uh goalie i don't think there's any dispute there but center back we have to talk about it waston waston had a little bit of a break last week yeah i think he can play through Mm -hmm. and he's such an important player for the team Mm -hmm. um henry does he get dropped for that mistake just your gut feeling I think he might not play this game, but I think he'll play next week. Next week, I, I think I can see that because, happening, especially because of the Canadian content. Yeah. Goal. Oh, so, that's true. That's very true. So I could see him, and I mean, like he played so well. Yeah. He played very well up until that point. Up until that point, yeah. and that was such a terrible way to finish your game. <laughs> yeah. Is scoring against in your, your own net against your former team? Against your former team. Because obviously the people are going to be asking questions. Is he a TFC plant? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> I think I saw, I just saw a tweet, and it's not uh, verified, but Daniel Henry now has four goals for TFC in the Canadian Championship. Think about it. <laughs> think about it, people. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty <laughs> outstanding uh, stat right there. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go to some questions, because uh, we've got plenty of them before the game that were about this kind of Portland game. Uh, Rituro, our good friend, 
If the Venezuelan gold, Golden Boot winner, which is Blondell, mm -hmm. continues to be less than impressive for the Whitecaps, mm -hmm. what other countries' Golden Boot winners should the Caps realistically target? Ooh, good question. So, it's, it, in order to sign the Whitecaps, he's not going to be La Liga's Golden Boot yeah, winner, exactly. for sure. Yeah. So, think of more obscure countries. Irish Premier League, of course, for me. Um, uh, how about Poland? Oh, but they have some good teams, like Lega Warsaw. Mm -hmm. and that's all I can think of right now. Oh, yeah. Poznan. Um, yeah, Poznan, like Poznan. Yeah. Um, I'm trying... Russia? That's too good, too. <laughs> the, the, the guy, Juba, plays for... Uh, yeah. In the Russian League, I think. So, they keep, that's too good of a caliber. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, Zenit St. Petersburg and teams mm -hmm. like that. I don't think... Well, I'm thinking... Irish Premier more... League is where the MLS teams need to go shopping, man. What about um, Austria? Yeah, could be. Yeah. There's plenty of options. I think we don't go back to Venezuela, though, just to answer Maduro's question. Um, yeah, maybe not. I yeah. mean, it's uh, it's unfortunate that it hasn't really worked out for Blundell. Yeah, uh, we've had he a... had a lot of promise. He, I don't think it's done done and dusted for him. Um, mm -hmm. Michael McCall said, wasn't Vasco Fry, which is the player that the Caps have been uh, rumored with, uh, isn't he an old brand of cooking oil in the UK? You've never been to... I've never been to the UK. So. I'm not from the UK. I'm from Ireland, Nick, so I can't really answer that question. Um, perhaps. Maybe he is. I mean, <laughs> that would be good. I guess, like, would it be good, though, for a team that has this disciplinary issues to be having... Bring in someone with that someone much heat. Someone with that much heat <laughs> and with that much, you know, explosion, yeah. you know, sizzling mentality. I, I think we that go... That might be a bad idea. I think we go as far down this road as we can and just become a team of Roy Keynes. That's you think, my opinion. You think, yeah, I mean, like, they played well better down, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. Yeah, we're not letting go of that rhetoric, are we? Um, okay. Uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about transfers now. Ibini's gone. Mm -hmm. Some cap space has opened up. There's those two mm -hmm. players that the Whitecaps are rumored with, but, you know, we don't know if yeah. that's going to happen before it's 10 p.m. right now. Will it happen before... The deadline closes in an hour and 59 minutes? We don't know. Good question. Um, uh, that'll be for Sunday's show. But, mm -hmm. uh, like, let's compare it to Portland, because we're playing them this weekend. Mm -hmm. They just traded uh, Vitas to DC United. Promising fullback, and DC United need a fullback. Like, it's and uh, they moved Fernando Addy to Cincinnati. Yeah, that was a weird one. So, Cincinnati, what was it? The way I've interpreted it is that Cincinnati had... Because they're being promoted, in yeah. quotes, to MLS, He's they now have player. MLS Tam and Gam and Spam and, spam and Funny Money. Yeah. So they use the not real money to get an MLS player <laughs> to come down to the USL yeah. so to own USL level players. He, he is a designated player. This is also what I've just read. I'm not sure if it's 100% accurate, but he's a designated player and he is technically loaned to the... Uh, USL for the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I, I hope that's right because it's, it seems it just unnecessarily seems like, complicated. It just seems unnecessarily Why couldn't Portland loan him to... Well, maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Yeah, like, the point I wanted to make when I started this discussion about transfers was Portland are dealing in assets and the Whitecaps are, are trying to put out dumpster fires. He, okay, so is, is that... Brecce or well, it, we got rid of Abini, which was huge. Yeah, and Brecce is another one. There's just players on the roster that like we don't want there. Right? Like it, it's very open that mm -hmm. like 
yeah, Hurtado might have been in this box before he had this really good run of form. Well, like, I think Hurtado, though, doesn't have... He has a tiny contract, which is why he's a great person to have around. Yeah. But, like, as a wider point, like, we want assets, and we just don't seem to... We seem to have a lot of allocation money, and we're going to get all that Davies money, but, like, it doesn't translate from finances to on-the-field product. Whereas a team like Portland are giving something and getting something back, right? Yeah, I mean, like, Portland are making moves, but then they already had um, Armientos, right? Yeah. Before yeah. this. And so, Addy was playing a bit part role. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, like, a, a a total unknown. You know, they they were trying to move. That's the problem, right? Do we really have a person for to, to replace... No, we don't have depth. We don't have... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, it's just not, not... We're not on the same level as a team like Portland. And I'm not I'm not afraid to say that because it's evident. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I think the organization needs to do better, and that's not news. That's not news at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, two hours left in the transfer window. Let's hope there's a different taste in our mouth by the end of it. Yeah, who knows? By the time you get home, Nick, we could have another designated player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's uh, go to the last part of the show. Uh, prediction game. Mm-hmm. I finally uh, added up all the scores. Okay. So uh, let's start from at two weeks ago, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Um, in that game, Nick, you said that Quintero would have a goal, and you said that Quintero would have an assist. Mm-hmm. He had two assists, mm-hmm. so you get one point from that. You said that Gazal would get a yellow, and that did not happen. Okay. I said Ibsen would get a goal, Kamara would get a goal, and Watson would get a yellow, and all three of those happened. Watson yellow is a cheap one, though. (laughs) That's why I'm I'm top of the table, though. I've said that. That's probably more than half my points have been Watson yellows. Watson yellows, yeah. Yeah. I think it's the first hat trick in the prediction game, too. Yeah, that's true. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll get a tattoo to mark the occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, you said that Davies would sub on and have uh, six dribbles. He had no dribbles. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had to make sure that the website was giving me the correct... Thing. I couldn't believe he actually had no dribbles. You said you said that Ben Sweat would have a passing accuracy of eighty five percent. He had eighty three percent. So by AFTN preview mm-hmm. podcast rules, it's plus that's, or minus two point five. So one. you're good. Yeah. Um, uh, Reina assist did not happen. Last week I said that Sean Johnson would have six saves. He didn't even play. Aha would <laughs> have a yellow. He didn't play. And Hurtado would sub on, which did happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a rare enough thing that it counts as a prediction. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the season standings are I'm on 16, and yourself and Gideon are on 10. Okay. Okay. Let's get some predictions for this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Fernando Addy Gold doesn't... You can't yeah, say that. Yeah, unfortunately, that. I can't say that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say Hurtado's on a roll. Hurtado goal? So I'm going to say Hurtado gets a goal. Cool. I'm going to say Valeri also gets an assist. Okay. And here I'm going to throw out a, another random stat because I want you to... Go and find it. There will be 17 throw-ins. That's not a lot of throw-ins. For the white cap. Oh, for the white cap. Oh, <laughs> just making it as difficult as possible. All right. Uh, Antonella will have seven saves. Alfonso Davies will get a yellow card. And Armientos will score a goal. Those are my three predictions. Okay. All right. Nick, uh, if people would like to hurl abuse or kind words at you, where uh, can they find you? At SpaceAgeRobot56 on Twitter. Very good. Um, I am at JoeDCVan. Let's hope we are still in one piece by next time we record. Yeah. It could yeah. be a tough ride because it's a Portland game yeah. and we're probably going to record after the Toronto game next yeah. week. Yeah. Life is tough. 
It is. Like, we could so. be out, basically out of the playoffs and out of the Canadian Championship. And, you know, out of the Cascadia Cup. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And our ultimate Frisbee team could be out of the playoffs, too. Yeah, probably. Which would be... <laughs> probably, I mean, probably. Um, yeah. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks. Um, keep the faith, I guess, right? Well, life is difficult. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> that, that's a different podcast, though. Yeah. Our advice podcast recording is after, <laughs> after this, this one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, thanks very much for listening to episode 290 of the AFTM podcast. Um, you can find all our Whitecaps content... UBC soccer content, all that kind of stuff at AFTN.ca. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the game. When you're listening in some far-flung corner of the globe to the world service of a Saturday afternoon, frankly reception, interference, cosy, marvellous. Somehow comforting, isn't it? You know, legendary names, fathers and sons on the terraces, cheesy peas at half-time, pipe for dad, mum's at home making the tea. Oh... Everything's all right with the world, isn't it? Saturday afternoon is football. Hmm?